0: It wasn't like a music cue it was just like a sound effect that like shouldn't have been there that like someone accidentally pressed the, like foley button <laughs>
1: Hello, pals and gals, and welcome to another episode of XOXO Riverdale. This is episode 52 for us.
0: Yes, that episode 50 of the show.
1: Yeah, episode 50 of the show. It was a special 50th birthday episode of Riverdale, FP's 50th birthday. Yeah. 50th episode of the show.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, I mean, we learned, I don't want to get too much into it because we have some preamble, you know, some stuff to do, but like... The main thing that we learned from this episode is that FP is at least seven years older than the rest of the parents. (laughs) Right? Because time-wise, this makes no sense for it to be his 50th birthday.
0: No, because they, like, had them right out of college. Sure. Sure. But FP didn't go to college, and also Mary went to law school. Like, it's mm-hmm. really neat.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I did
0: look the age of all the adult actors, so we can discuss that a little Oh,
1: bit. I, I'm
0: excited for that. <laughs> I, immediately. First commercial break was like, how old is everyone? Yeah,
1: how old are these people? Excellent. So what's been going on? I, I do want to comment on the social media. The social media output seems to have sort of reverted more back to normal for these guys. Yeah. Which I think is clearly because they need to continue to promote themselves. It's their job and they're doing what they need to do. But it is completely strange because we know that behind the scenes, they're still in a grief period that they're, they're dealing with, you know?
0: Yeah. To a degree. But also like, there's like KJ posted some videos with like friends today like doing silly stuff like it's like they're still like living lives like they're not
1: yeah and they're allowed to do that I'm not saying how dare you you. why isn't KJ only posting videos of himself wrapped in a burlap sack and covered in ashes you know (laughs) like but it's just that I know that like the show is going through so much sort of tumult right now and uh it's like, uh, I'm sure there's a lot up in the air for them that's kind of hard, you know?
0: Mm -hmm.
1: That's what I'm saying. And of course that wouldn't be reflected on any outward facing personas, like public stuff, you know?
0: I don't know that's necessarily true, but whatever.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean, has the show resumed shooting yet?
0: Yes, but like they're not shooting a lot because they also like have to rework stuff.
1: Mm, mm mm-hmm yeah yeah they they have to do some changes for the final few episodes of the season Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah so i mean yeah all all is not well in our in our fair land of riverdale
0: yeah but we do have some other social media stuff
1: sure go for it
0: Uh, so today we are recording this on Friday, which means, uh, Cole Sprouse's movie Five Feet Apart has officially premiered.
1: Hooray!
0: Uh, maybe I'll see it. I don't know. I I,
1: I'll go see it. I have that AMC Movie Pass thing, so I'll go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, I don't remember, (laughs) we just haven't talked about this, I don't remember when I saw it, but in the past couple of weeks, the guy who played Mad Dog was on set.
1: Oh, Interesting. Mm -hmm. Mad Dog is dead, right? No. Oh, great. Never mind. <laughs> no. No, Tall Boy's dead. Sorry. Tall Boy's
0: dead. They're the same. They're the same guy, though, right? <laughs> all men over seventeen look the same. Yep.
1: They all look like they came out of like Central Casting, being like grizzled. Yep. Yep. <laughs> anyway.
0: Uh, CW started its We Defy campaign I don't remember what it was <laughs> I watched the video I was like cool
1: I'm guessing it's a lot of Melissa Benoist scowling at the camera
0: It was well the one I watched was only the Riverdale cast
1: Oh okay <laughs> Really why
0: I don't, I don't know <laughs> it's- I'm
1: only gonna watch the run with like fucking Grant Gustin Anyway <laughs>
0: Um, but actual news is that we have found our Katie Keene.
1: Oh, that's right. That's big.
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. It's- Last
1: week, I wrote an obituary. This week, we found our Katie Keene.
0: Is this going to be another Johnny Lashachi episode?
1: <laughs> I hope so.
0: Um, so anyway, Lucy Hale, who was in Pretty Little Liars.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, uh... It's going to be interesting to see. Sabrina so far hasn't delivered on being a proper Riverdale spinoff, which is not a wag of the finger at Sabrina.
0: I'm right. just saying
1: it just ended up being a different thing.
0: Right. But this plot has Josie in it. So yeah,
1: Josie's in it. Yeah. So we're like, like all systems are go here just related. Mm-hmm. A Few years ago, there was an excellent direct to web Kevin Keller comic. Mm -hmm. That then got collected as well for trade that features a college or right out of college aged Kevin, I think right out of college, in New York. And it's a black and white comic Mm -hmm. and feels sort of indie. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Veronica moves in with him because she needs a roommate and she's Mm -hmm. like having a hard time. (laughs) Something's going on with her financially. And uh, silliness ensues. But it's actually a really lovely comic about being, like, a young gay guy in the city. It's, like, very cool. Yeah. So uh, this isn't the first time that, like, the gang, members of the gang have moved to New York to try to make their way in the big city. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm wondering how similar this will be. But I'm excited for it. I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Are we ready to talk about this episode?
0: Yeah, American Dreams. So is the only... Is it really only named after that? like TV show. And then when we talk about next week's episode, you'll see that we are not doing movies anymore.
1: Oh, like, we're done.
0: Yeah, like, it's just, like, not... They're not concerned anymore.
1: Is the next episode called, like, Jughead Gets a New Dog? Like, is it, like...
0: It's called Big Fun, but it'll be, like, the fifth episode in a row that's not, like, a movie title.
1: Well, Big Fun, though, is, you know, a reference to Heathers. Yes, it is. Yes, so, anyway.
0: But we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, totally. So the first thing I wrote was FP is 50.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause that that makes no sense. So how old are all the actors?
0: Okay, so I Let's look, do
1: it like, now. Let's do okay.
0: it. So I was like, FP is 50? Skeet's gotta be like 42. Yeah. Skeet is 49.
1: Okay. So he is almost 50.
0: Yeah, so he's well cast. Madg- he's and- looking
1: good. He's looking good.
0: Looking great. Madge's forty eight. Okay. Gina Gershon's 56. Gina Gershon,
1: great job.
0: Um, Marisol's 45. Okay. Marcus, 47. Uh-huh. And Luke was 52.
1: Yes, as we discussed last week. So they're
0: all like around 50, but Gina Gershon's killing it the most.
1: So they're actually really all playing characters that are young, really should be younger characters with the timing of the show.
0: Yeah, it's like
1: because if they're all t- turning fifty, yeah, that means um, uh, what does that mean? Like minus thirty-five for them to be, for them to be like fifteen, right? Does that make yeah. sense?
0: No, and then with that apartheid reference and and the '90s references in the flashback episode, just nothing lines up.
1: No, it doesn't line up. That's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't line up at all. No. Nope. Yeah, it means that they should have been going to school in 1984. Yeah. Which is the episode we kind of all wanted. Right. Okay. Moving on. I'm glad we we sussed that out, though.
0: Yeah, great work, yeah. team. Yeah. We uh, see Hot Dog for the first time since, like, season one.
1: That's right. We had a Hot Dog sighting. Um. Also... Jughead uh-huh. is typing on his computer mm-hmm. for a scene, and I caught a glimpse of a Velvet Underground sticker, Uh huh. which just makes me wonder what stickers are on Jughead's laptop. <laughs> like, I want to see them. Yeah. I want to see a detail of that, because it tells a lot about a person what stickers are on their laptop.
0: I also wonder, though, if it's like a secondhand laptop, so he didn't put those stickers on.
1: Oh, sure. Because of poverty. Yes. So, like, do you think he saw it was a Velvet Underground sticker and was like, I'm fine with this? Or do you um, think he saw a Velvet Underground sticker and said I don't know what this is. I'm 15.
0: <laughs> I think the latter. <laughs> okay, that's <fair. laughs> um, So I know we spe- speculated last week about who bought the Cooper house, and we were basically right.
1: Yes, we were correct. It was great. And then we had that wonderful shot with just the smoke-damaged wall. Yes. That somehow the fire did not spread. Nope, just that wall. Just that wall set on fire in the dumbest way we've ever seen in our lives.
0: Yeah, the rest of the house was built out of asbestos, but like that wall, they were like, that's the one they would test for asbestos. So they're like, we better make this one normal that totally. while well burned, but like the rest it, did not.
1: It's just an asbestos house. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so Betty's going to sleep at Veronica's and I'm like, fine.
1: Totally. I mean, it's like, great. You know, you're making no good choices here. Staying in the house, sleeping with Veronica. I or not with Veronica at Veronica's place.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, Like, I kind of feel like, It's like, oh yeah, the house where it's like a mob family and the daughter's just always yelling. Yeah. Yeah. Like, feel like Betty could do better, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we find out that there's multiple Kill the Red Paladin cards.
1: Yes. Which. And everybody found this plot hole. Like, Riverdale Twitter was ablaze.
0: We did get a tweet that was like, can you explain it to me? And I said, "Uh, listen to the episode.
1: Oh, good for you. Yeah. Good. That's right. Um, Drive people to being listeners of our podcast.
0: Yeah. Or just them be like frustrated and mad and go look it up somewhere else. Anyway, this Cheryl versus Tony thing, not into it.
1: No. Like, it seems like it's sort of coming out of the blue. Yeah. And it seems to not be emotionally well handled. No. Overall, though, I will say just because we didn't talk about this at the top of talking about the episode. I like this episode. I thought this was a better episode than other ones that I've seen lately. Uh, I thought that it moved at a good pace and a lot happened. And most of the characters did some character moves that I thought were smart and good.
0: Yes. And knowing that we are going into a musical episode, which historically has not been well received by XOXO Riverdale... (laughs)
1: Yes, it has been since the 1700s that Exo yes. Riverdale has not reviewed musical episodes well. Yes. This is true.
0: Um. So I just want to point out, so Archie conv- confronts Hiram because he assumes he made the Red Paladin cards. And there is a sound effect that is so out of place and so perfect.
1: I didn't hear it.
0: It was just like a... like. It wasn't, like, a music cue. It was just, like, a sound effect that, like, shouldn't have been there that, like, someone accidentally pressed the, like, Foley button. (laughs)
1: Was (laughs) it, like, shabloing? (laughs)
0: It might as well have been. I
1: remember
0: it was, but I remember being like, whoa. (laughs) So we find that, and this is very important, Hiram made 12 cards. Yes. 12 cards. He gave three to... uh, Norton and nine to tall boy, there were 12 cards, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: 12 of them. Mm -hmm. So we'll remember that Mm
1: -hmm. there
0: were 12 and that we, we know where Norton and Ricky's cards are, which means we have accounted for two of the 12. Mm -hmm. If you need to write this down, we'll give you a second.
1: (laughs) Okay. We gave you a second.
0: Great. Okay. So, uh, For the first time ever, I like the song.
1: Hey, I love Robin. Robin's great. If any of our listeners have never heard the song Call Your Girlfriend by Robin, look it up after. This is a very good pop song that's now about 10 years old.
0: Look for Taryn Killam recreating the music video.
1: Yeah, Taryn Killam recreating the music video is worth it from when Robin was on SNL. Also, another Robin. Robin just played Madison Square Garden.
0: Yes, that video. And
1: all these people started singing along on the subway to her music as they were going home. Yeah. Which is so that. cool. It's lovely. Yeah. She Robin brings joy. She's a old school. She's from the 90s. Old school pop stars. Had a long and impressive career. She's great. Now, yes, I love that they used it in the show. Mm-hmm. However, I couldn't, for the life of me, mm-hmm. figure out, was this a number going on on the stage? Mm-hmm. Or was this just all the girls having fun singing with each other? Okay. I just couldn't figure out what it was. I I found it very confusing.
0: I want to say that um, just as an aside is that I watched every episode of Glee and hated every episode of Glee. And the only musical number I ever wanted to see ever was for Quinn to sing Call Your Girlfriend. Did he do it? No, she never did it. Oh, sorry. She never did it. That sucks. (laughs) That's fine. She never did it. And then this was like this is all i wanted sure uh but yeah i don't know if it's like a party and if it's just like not like i feel no, it was,
1: like they it was rather charming through. despite the fact i couldn't figure out what they were doing
0: yeah couldn't figure what they were doing and like i felt like it was like call your girlfriend because she's like in this fight with cheryl but like that's not what it's about Hmm. anyway at least it wasn't dancing on my own because i like that song better but also like it wouldn't fit
1: no totally because they were all together dancing
0: yeah yeah. It was great at the end of that episode of Girls, but
1: <laughs>
0: like FP doesn't love Alice. <laughs> no, but this
1: whole scene Alice seems to be lapsing back and forth between being highly delusional mm-hmm. and having these moments of clarity. Mm-hmm. And I'm having a really hard time figuring out where the character stands right now. Yeah, she's her about- motivation.
0: And I I don't think it's on purpose.
1: I don't think so either. I agree. I think it's sloppy. Because this was the whole, she like really laid her heart on the line when it came to FP. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was like pretty clear communication wise here. Yeah. And then she's, and then another scene, she's like, hey, guess what? I sold my house for some magic beans and a chakra crystal. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so it's weird to me.
0: Yeah. So Reggie's unpaid, which is incorrect. That,
1: do you think that's what was going on? No, 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 no. He He's paid. He said at one point, I'm making like minimum wage. And she was like, no, you're not. You're no, that was minimum. when
0: she handed him an envelope of money.
1: I see. And yeah. he was like, what
0: is minimum wage? And she was like, no, it's above minimum wage. But like, he had been making nothing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, Reggie, this whole episode, like, how did you feel about him?
0: I felt bad for him, like, the whole episode. Me
1: too. I had a lot of sympathy for him. Yeah. Um, I kind of felt like they were trying to write him and the, they were trying to shape the performance like we were supposed to think he was acting out a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I actually felt awful for him and I thought he did a good job advocating for himself.
0: Yeah, I feel like,
1: like he shouldn't do work for free. He's like, and he is indispensable to Le bon Nuit from everything we've seen, you know?
0: Yeah, and like they like try to play him up as this dummy, but like he knows what's going on.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. And, and I think it has to do with the portrayal and the acting choices. But I love this Reggie because he's like smart, he's charismatic, he's very conniving. Um, that's the Reggie I want to see. I don't need to see like jealous, like spiteful Reggie. Like I just don't care I'm not as interested in that, you know?
0: Um, on this note did you see that um Department of Labor snitch tweet? No. So someone was like, some guy posted a job that was considered full-time freelance, and someone said, What does that mean? And he said, 40 hours, no benefits. And so someone tagged like the New York State Department of Labor, and right. all these people were like. And it, like they immediately like contacted the guy like the Twitter like fucking worked mm-hmm. and like I got like fucking blown over and then someone was like generally snitches get stitches but like this was good yeah I can't be defend
1: people be accountable you know
0: yeah. it was fucked yeah. up to- and the guy was like oh no 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 you misunderstood there- it's full benefits and it's like you literally said no benefits.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You wrote no benefits in this tweet, so yeah. yeah. Reggie's taught us all to advocate for ourselves professionally. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So Veronica's abuelita has said that no one walks on water in my place except me.
1: I don't understand what that means. I don't either. Great. And my roommate also. I turned to him and I was like, "What?" And he's like, "I don't understand." I do. You know, we We were all like just completely blown over. Yeah. Nobody walks on water except for me. Yep. I mean, I guess it means, like, nobody can do the impossible here except for me. But what a dumb thing for Veronica to say to poor Reggie.
0: Yeah, also, like, I believe to saying that, like, how that, like, we had a professor that would constantly say, be like, it's like I always say, and then would say something we never heard.
1: That's really funny.
0: <laughs> like, someone had, like, a running list of, like, things he always says, and then would, like, tally how many times he said them. And I think there was, like, one thing he said twice.
1: That's so funny. Um, do you think he was doing it intentionally, or do you think he was just a Looney Tune?
0: I don't know. The thing is that he's like everyone's favorite professor we've all ever had ever.
1: Oh, you that's great then. Him.
0: You would love him.
1: Oh.
0: Um. That being said, that's what this was, was like. How like how often did this very confusing turn of phrase
1: mm-hmm. come up? Yeah, totally. Abelina like, said it all the time.
0: All the time.
1: Maybe it translates better into Spanish.
0: Uh, Maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Jughead is, like, really suspicious of his mom, and it's like, yeah.
1: Yeah? Why is she back there? Obviously for a reason, that woman.
0: Yeah, and then Jughead is going to give the speech at his dad's birthday party.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Cut to the title card. Yeah. Right? Yep. So then we get to... After the break, Mm -hmm. they're throwing a birthday party for FP. Tom Keller is going to train all these serpents how to be policemen.
0: Right. Here's my question. What is Tom Keller's job?
1: Yeah, because he's not the sheriff anymore. No. Is his job kept man?
0: I guess, but then, like, what business does he have, like, training... Police officer? Yeah,
1: like FP's like, I can just bring you in to teach these kids.
0: Again, is he unpaid? Where is the Riverdale Department of Labor on this?
1: Absolutely. Where is the Department of Labor? I agree.
0: Um, so and
1: dra- then and then we okay. have this scene mm-hmm. with Jughead and FP in the car.
0: Yes, and there's a 1023 it Pops. There's a
1: 1023 at Pops, but before the 1023 happens. Uh-huh. FP is bathed in beautiful light, and says yes. he didn't think he'd make it to fifty. Yes, and uh, and they are having this beautiful heart to heart, and I think they're gonna kill him.
0: Here's my thing. Uh huh. They were maybe going to. Now that we don't have Luke Perry, I think they would be hesitant to do get rid of.
1: Steve. Yeah, so they might be doing big reshoots right yeah it's
0: kind of like how jk rowling was gonna kill arthur weasley in the fifth book and then was like that was gonna make ron too much like harry
1: Mm, interesting
0: and i think like archie and jackhead losing their dads would be like a dumb
1: yes if they're deciding to do something where archie does lose his father
0: right but i also do think just from like a Optics standpoint, you can't get rid of both nineties heartthrobs at once.
1: Oh my god! Can you imagine? Who would we put on our crush list? It'd be sweet terrible P again, huh?
0: Sweet pea again? Yeah,
1: it's sweet pea, Tom Keller, and a uh, uh, mad dog. P. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, mad dog slash fangs slash tall boy. Yeah, yeah.
0: So. I want to talk about what a 1023 is. Go for it. I did not look it up, from what I understand, it is that someone threw hot coffee.
1: <laughs> well, she does get hot coffee thrown at her.
0: Right. The waitress. The
1: 10-23 mm-hmm.
0: Which means that there is a specific well-known code for hot coffee being thrown. I'm looking at Are, it you, are okay.
1: you looking it up? Yeah, look and it up.
0: I put, I put 10-23, it told me negative 13.
1: Yes. Um,
0: Now I'm getting a lot of Bible verses. Um, uh, I should look this up with more information than 10-23. I think so. Please, 10 codes. Um, Okay, it is different by municipality. Mm -hmm. Widely used throughout the U.S. 1023 is a break -in in progress.
1: That's pretty fair for what this was. Right?
0: Okay, wait, 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 wait. It's a break-in in progress in this one place in Virginia. In most places, it is arrived at scene.
1: Oh, okay. So, like, very sort of open-ended. Yeah, thinking. it's like it's
0: very close to
1: 10-4. Okay.
0: And <laughs> yes. that is, like, we got here. Well, like we're here. Yeah. Okay. Great. Love it. Uh, So, Tony gave Nana Rose some rent money. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, pay Reggie.
1: <laughs> yes. I think this is, we should make buttons to say pay Reggie.
0: Yeah. Okay, now here's the point. Uh, this is where I think there are still 10 red paladin cards in play. Yep. This is where it is made clear that there are 10 in play.
1: I wrote this down.
0: <laughs> I wrote this really 10 cards still in play. Mm-hmm. And I will write it down again and yet a third time. Um, so Jughead calls us their nerdi- nerdiest mystery, yeah, which I which like Which is
1: so funny, yeah, that was a great line
0: Um, and they go to the, like, gaming place and it's like, someone else has the card
1: And they go to MLJ Comics mm-hmm. Which is the, uh, original It's it's not the original name, but it's another name for Archie Comics, MLJ oh, cool. Just, cool. it's like, it's sort of their their superhero imprint
0: Cool, 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 cool.
1: Yeah. Cool, right?
0: Cool. Uh so Rodic tells Betty that Gladys is taking over for Fizzle Rocks, and Betty's like, I gotta tell Doug. And it's like, yeah, you should.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yep, and then it's an act break.
1: Yes. Uh oh, and there was um before right before the act break there was a great sassy line about Gloria Swanson, which I enjoyed. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I can't totally remember it right now. But it was great. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, so we come back and we find out about the game King of the Mountain, which is not defined. No. (laughs) And isn't
1: like universal enough that like we all know.
0: Yeah, no. It's not
1: like, yeah, well, we're gonna play a game of tic-tac-toe. It's like King of the Mountain. That that could be many things.
0: Yeah, the King of the Mountain is very unclear.
1: However, love a good scene. With Betty, Jughead, and Archie, because it doesn't happen enough, yeah, you know and
0: Archie's like, "Okay, peace, guys." and Betty tells Jughead about his mom, yeah, and Jughead's- and
1: then and Jughead says, "Who's your source?" And then she says, "I can't tell you which is- and then he treats her respectfully, yes, and says, "I understand." Thank you for telling me this information. Yes. And what a model of, of, of being a good boyfriend, that yeah, is.
0: And also a good journalist.
1: And being a good journalist. Yep. Be, I'm very proud of Juggy in this scene.
0: Yes, they both handle themselves very well.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Um. So Hiram bought a boxing gym because, like, of course.
1: <laughs> yes, and then we see the boxing gym. And it's clearly... <laughs> the set of the other boxing gym we've already seen. Except they've strewn garbage everywhere all over it. it.
0: I have. Why does Riverdale have two boxing gyms?
1: But no grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like I've many many places with zero boxing gyms.
1: you, You know what? They might need a lot of fitness options because they all drink three milkshakes a day.
0: But they don't a lot of fitness options. They only have boxing.
1: Well, boxing is very good for overall fitness. It
0: actually really is.
1: Yeah, it's good for you. it's a good one for you. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Um so yes. Uh okay. Then we had um Jughead sending out all of the different um serpents, right? Yes. And we had um actually I want to just look up something. Um, here. Is
0: it a Uh, serpent you've never noticed before? Hmm. So,
1: so yes, there was there were two serpents, one of whom is a famous Archie character. Okay. Jinx. Okay. Who's named after a little girl character named Little Jinx. Okay. Who they aged up and made her kind of cool later on. Um, and then I was wondering if maybe Termite was a character in Little Jinx. Okay. These, the characters' names are Termite and Jinx, but Termite is not an Archie character.
0: So I did not absorb the names. What I noticed was that I had never seen a black serpent before.
1: Oh, and there is an African-American serpent?
0: Yeah, there were like five people in the room. <laughs> and one of them was the serpent we have truly never seen before.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Maybe it's time that the serpents put some effort into diversifying. And being yeah, no, inclusive. they did the
0: right thing. But uh,
1: Yeah, it's a good thing.
0: Just never seen it before.
1: Uh, then, then we have this scene that I didn't understand because I feel like it was missing a scene before where Reggie tried to steal back his car.
0: Yeah, they just, like, announced that he did that.
1: Yeah, and it's like, okay.
0: Okay, cool. Um, This is when I noticed that this episode has, like, a lot of boobs in it.
1: Yes. This was such a boob episode.
0: Yeah, like... it, And this is, like, not even... Like, we get more boobs after this.
1: Like, I really want a follow up episode where the outlines of all the men's schlongs are carefully, you know, concealed in yeah, some yeah, yeah, sort yeah. of
0: you know, like- outfit. <laughs> The first episode of The Leftovers had Justin Theroux's character jogging in sweatpants. And, like, no one talked about what happened in the episode. Everyone just talked about Justin Theroux's dick for, like, three weeks.
1: Oh, I didn't know about that. That's very funny. It's
0: very Like, he had to address it on talk shows.
1: Oh, my God.
0: And Justin Theroux is, like, a total sweetie. So he's, like, very...
1: He's, like, okay. <laughs> like,
0: very well. I
1: want the Riverdale cast members to go through the same thing. No, I don't. <laughs> Just but it affected. was, but they make those women just show so much boob.
0: <laughs> so much boob this episode. I loved Cheryl's dress. I do not remember what it looked like, but I loved it.
1: It was a low-cut, angular, collared affair. Yes, and she had some stunning gold earrings that I think were in the shape of triangles.
0: Yes, it had like an incredible shoulders piece. It was very. So there's a game for Super Nintendo called Barbie Supermodel. Yes. That is.
1: Featuring the largest Nintendo character at the time in terms of pixel size.
0: Yes, that makes Mm -hmm. sense. And it's Mm -hmm. also notoriously very difficult.
1: Yes, it's a hard game. It's not good for little girls.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That being said, I was gifted that game when Super Nintendo came out. Of
1: course you were. And was was it was it a double gift of that and fucking Where's Waldo?
0: <laughs> it was just Barbie Supermodel.
1: Yeah, because Where's Waldo also at the time was notoriously known to just be like impossible. Yes. Yeah.
0: And I could not beat it and I was like, This is bullshit. And then it was like, Well, my sister's really good at video games. And like my sister, who at the time was my brother and had all male friends. Mm-hmm like seven of them would come to the house and we would all just fucking take turns and could not beat the game.
1: That's so funny. So in, so related to Cheryl's dress...
0: And like, this is... Wait, this is going to keep going. Yeah, in yeah. Like 2005, we pick it up again. Uh-huh. We beat it.
1: Oh, congratulations.
0: A couple of years ago for Christmas, my sister got me a thing called a Retron, which is a Nintendo and a Super Nintendo in one console. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she gave me one game.
1: Barbie supermodel?
0: It was Barbie supermodel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, we played it and again, can't beat it. Can't do it again.
1: <laughs> so how does this relate to Cheryl's dress?
0: <laughs> so like this, the part of it that's unbeatable is, well, the bike the bike level is very difficult, but <laughs> but leading up to that is that you will get through the bike level and be like, I beat the game. And it turns out you didn't because throughout the way there's these steps where it will like show you a picture of Barbie. And then you have to, and then it like goes away and you have to like match the nail polish and the lipstick and like the earrings. It sounds
1: like a fucking Black Mirror episode. This sounds so terrifying.
0: But like, because it was made in like 1994 and all the colors are like varying shades of pink, it is impossible. (laughs) But like everything she had had triangles. (laughs) Her ski outfit, her bathing suit, her beautiful gala dress, her empty headband, all triangles.
1: <laughs> so this was this look was clearly inspired, right?
0: Barbie Supermodel, which if you have not heard it, listen to the soundtrack. It is very catchy.
1: Oh, cool. I'll look it up on YouTube.
0: I was once at a friend's house and like walked past her brother's room and he was like playing that. I was like, this is Barbie Supermodel? And he was like, I what <laughs> <Barbie Supermodel. laughs> and he was like i ju- i had this was just like music that came on because i like listened to like weird techno music <laughs> barbie supermodel let me tell you
1: that's amazing
0: the car level <laughs> <laughs> all
1: right let's get this train back on the tracks but i think that was amazing that was a wonderful story great so clearly cheryl's gonna rob them <laughs> Like, Cheryl comes in and basically, like, grows a snidely whiplash mustache and twists it in front of everybody, right? (laughs)
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) Like, and, like, this whole Cheryl robbing people thing, I hate it. It's so dumb. I'm so not into it. I'm so not into it. And then we had Act Break. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry.
0: We have all the Warpers coming into the gym.
1: Oh, I loved this. This was so fun. Like, this was, like, weird CW superhero comic book fight club. <laughs> I loved this. <laughs> it was, this like was the first- so weird Whoa. and imaginative and, like, why the show is fun, in my opinion. I thought this was, like, classic Riverdale.
0: The costume department had so much fun.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. This was just... Yeah, this is why it, we watched like, the show. I really and I was here for that, you know?
0: Yeah, like these costume people, like when they were in college for costume design, bought chain mail and never had the chance to use it. hmm And then like, they were like, we gotta like dress up all these fucking nerds. And they were like, <laughs> finally. Totally. Thank God I've lived in 17 apartments and my chain mail has come with me everywhere. and Absolutely. Me and today is that day.
1: Yeah, here comes the chain mail. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was the act break. The act
1: break. Then Jughead does a great speech about how this is all going to work. Yeah. And it's just mwah. Yes. And it's like, well, strap yourselves in because it's going to be Archie fighting all these dudes.
0: Yep. So a couple things. Feels like biting is against the rules.
1: It seems like it's like kind of anything goes as long as there's no weapons involved.
0: Yeah. Also, a human bite is... Very unsanitary.
1: Sure, but you know <laughs> Archie. Archie's really good at getting over infections, so it's no big deal. True, true. we
0: shouldn't worry about this. And I Arch- mean,
1: that was something too. Is like his bear scar is just drifting away in the in the ether. <laughs> like, remember five episodes ago when Archie was attacked by a fucking bear? <laughs> it's
0: like the end of the last Avengers movie when everyone like turns to dust. It's like oh. slowly, it's like slowly like dusting away off his chest.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's it is. Funny. It is. It's like Thanos did the snap, but it was for like to heal Archie.
0: <laughs> it was to heal Archie's scars.
1: Yes, yes. Thanos is Thanos was doing it to be nice, yeah.
0: Um and then Archie goes, How many of these are there? And I wrote, Ten. There are ten. Archie. And I said 10 and I said Archie you should know this Because you know that there were 12 cards And you know where two of them are so you know that there are 10 fights
1: Yeah and I know that he walked out of his SATs But he could definitely do 12 minus 2 Right?
0: Very simple math.
1: Yes I'm sure he can I mean he counts off songs and stuff Yeah um, Yeah and um but this was all really fun. This like sex and violence montage yes, where we had it was the most times. graphic same sex scene that we've ever had on the show. Yeah, with this anyway, violence. It was like uh, it was sort of very sensorily lush, I felt.
0: The first flash to Cheryl and Tony has my favorite close-up shots the show has ever done.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: And then you I wrote preach. And then I wrote hate fuck. And then I wrote yes. And then I wrote boobs.
1: Yes. And this was definitely like sort of softcore core porny sensationalistic, but I loved, I loved that we got to see this love scene between them and yeah, that it was it given sort of the emphasis that a straight love scene is given on the show.
0: Yes. And I also though, wouldn't call it a love scene. It was like a fuck you with a chainsaw scene.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, it was definitely an angry sex scene. Yeah. We've seen some other angry sex scenes on yeah. the show.
0: Fuck with the chainsaw, of course, being a reference to next week's Heather's episode.
1: That's right.
0: Um, and then this it, is when Betty goes, we've got 11 of the cards. And I'm like, Betty? So
1: this is when there should have been a cameo from, like, monster <laughs> to be like, no!
0: <laughs> so like, <laughs> Let's like, count them again, right? Aren't just being punched in the face multiple times. Like, I guess I'll give it to him. Sure. And he's just, all she's doing is like, <laughs> I know. Like she can not handle it. <laughs> also, for also, the others at home, look up Telly's like Man on the Street interviews.
1: Oh, they're great. They're, they're so great. Good. Monster on the Street. Yes.
0: They're so good. Also one is a life-changing. I don't did we I
1: feel like we've mentioned that on the air before. We <laughs> yeah. have. Um, so then we've also got Jughead screaming out, enter the Kraken. <laughs> Which was great. <laughs>
0: great, you know what? At this point, he's like eleven cards. Might as well make this a fantasy scene. Totally. Oh, um, we get Captain Go Lightly, which, um, again, like Go Lightly's clearly a Breakfast at Tiffany's reference. Hmm. But like, why?
1: Well, I mean, so many of the cultural references in the show are just sort of let's throw shit at the in the blender. Yeah. And I think one of the instructions for the for the writers, and I actually don't disagree with this, is the instructions are kind of like, like, if you're going to name a character, name it a reference. Like, do something that requires some digging, because the show is such sort of a pastiche of, like, the last, like, 50, 60 years of teen culture thrown into a blender. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't mind it. I don't mind it so much.
0: So here's a question I have about this. So they come in to beat the ultimate thing is to kill their red paladin. But then, as the quest is written, it's just that they basically have to beat Archie in a fight.
1: Well, it's Archie. because Jughead quote-unquote rewrote the quest.
0: Right, but that means that even if Archie loses this fight to Captain Lightly, the Red Paladin has been killed. That's right. So it doesn't fucking matter if he wins or not.
1: Well, I think that, that they think they're gonna murder Archie. Do you but know what I'm saying?
0: if he out, then, like, that counts as the win, and that counts as killing the Red Paladin. Like, they don't... Like, Archie can just, like, be like, well, this is number 12. I might as well just get, like, fucking
1: take Yeah, it. like, I'll throw the fight. Yeah, like, I... fucking I, once you know, in his life. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, And then I wrote, get a mouth guard.
1: Yeah. Get a mouth guard, Archie.
0: Archie, it's about time to get a mouth guard. It
1: is. It is.
0: But then he would. Would
1: you let... Would he have let, in the last episode... Would he have let little little Richie Ricky
0: out, there without Ricky mouth out there
1: without a mouth guard? He would not have.
0: And I don't think Tom approves of him not using a mouth guard.
1: Agreed. Tom would be like, use a mouth guard. Yeah. Anyway.
0: But anyway, he wins, and then there's an act break.
1: Sacrifice no more. Yep. Time to dispatch with that plot line that was only somewhat properly explored.
0: Yep. It's yep. fine. I'm glad it's done. Me too. And now we have all 14 of the 12 cards made.
1: Uh, yes, all 14 of the 12 cards have been dealt with.
0: Yes. Um, so Tony's like, I moved in too soon. And I'm like, sure.
1: Sure. We all but, felt that way too. I did. We did criticize them about that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, and then Archie like goes to give back the keys to Hiram. And he's like, no, the gym is yours. Like, it's a fucking chocolate factory.
1: (laughs) The shit gym. It's yours now, Archie.
0: It's yours. You've earned it. Mm.
1: So now Archie's gonna get to run this gym.
0: But he... he I don't...
1: Maybe he'll make it into a speakeasy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A very well-known speakeasy.
1: Maybe he'll make it into, like... A gym during the day and then a venue at night Where he can like play music
0: Yeah You mean like the speakeasy?
1: Yeah Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Veronica bought back Reggie's car Which is literally the least she could do
1: Absolutely It's the least she could do You know what she could do? Pay him a living wage
0: Yeah and then I said this was like a weird relationship Based on owing each other things
1: Yeah it was totally weird
0: It's a very unhealthy relationship
1: I guess so, which is a shame, because I really wanted it to work out for those two crazy kids.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: Just to go back, just for a sec.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, like, are Tony and Cheryl broken up?
0: I don't know. I'm not into that. I don't know. Everybody...
1: Okay, it seemed to be left a little up in the air. Maybe it'll be solidified in the next little while.
0: Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, So, Sweet Pea has some bad news for Jughead
1: yes sweepy has bad news for jughead and jughead. it's that gladys is a drug woman
0: yep
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and then it's an act break and then i don't like it's every time I and, and i know it's gonna every time we see fred
1: oh yeah it's, it's like, gonna be every, hard
0: oh every time i see him it's just like so difficult
1: oh it's very hard absolutely
0: yeah um, and then Cheryl calls Kevin and she's like, Are you familiar with the phrase K Sarasara? And the answer is Fucking obviously yes. Think of who yeah. you're calling.
1: Yeah, it's Kevin. <laughs> yeah, but Kevin may have forgotten what K Sarasara means now that he's a farmy.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he's so. got everything. And then she's like, bitch, We're doing the heathers, and, and he was like. Uh, sorry, we're doing Godspell.
1: Which is so funny because like Godspell supposed to be like the religious show.
0: It's not.
1: No, Godspell is very hippie and very yeah. kind of countercultural. So yeah. it's not a good choice.
0: Of course, the original production of Godspell Jesus played by a gay man. Yes. I mean.
1: Wearing a Superman shirt.
0: Yes. And then I will say probably I don't have the numbers on it. Probably most productions of God Godspell, Jesus is played by gay man.
1: Sure, or at least a singer, actor, dancer. Yes, a triple threat. Exactly.
0: And the Cheryl's like, sorry, no, and I am, I am the most important Heather, which is Heather Chandler. Mm-hmm. I looked up, and it's Kim Walker's he- Heather. Like I don't.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's been a while. I'm gonna rewatch the Heathers.
1: That might be a good thing for us to do this week.
0: Yeah, because in my head, I'm like, no, the most important one was Shannon Doherty. But mm-hmm. that could just be because like now, now we know who Shannon Doherty is. Totally. Like, it might she might not be the most important Heather. Yeah. Also, Kim Walker died at age
1: 32. Oh.
0: I don't know why. And then they wrote, please don't sing. And I don't remember why. It just seemed like they were going to sing. But then they didn't. Yeah, but
1: they didn't, which is great.
0: Yep. And then Jughead gives a speech. And it's a good speech. As someone who has been... In a speech writing class and working on speeches for a politician right now, Mm -hmm. it was a very well written speech for something that was like off the top of his head.
1: Also, too, um, that was such a fun scene right before when Betty was like, to Jughead aside, was like, what are you going to do about your mom? Yeah. And he was like, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to defend my dad and bring my mom down. Yeah, he that's did. how I roll. Like that was just like so him as a character, and yeah, just he, felt really satisfying to me. He
0: gives the speech, and then he's like, "I'm gonna run her out of town."
1: Yeah, that's right. He yeah. says, "I'm gonna run her out of town." Yeah, like that's gonna be. I a think he's gonna succeed, mm-hmm. and maybe over the course, maybe not. It's not. It's not gonna just be over the course of this season. Yeah, because this season's on its way to being over now. Right, but. Uh, that might be that might be the crux of next season, and also the way they're writing Gladys. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is this relates to a scene earlier at the house. Yes, she is so much more interestingly manipulative than Hiram was, and I am much more interested in her as a villain.
0: I'm going to say for now because I feel like Hiram was interesting at first, and then he got boring.
1: That's totally fair, but I do feel like they're. She's really sort of playing Jughead off of his emotions in a way that feels more insidious and more realistic. That's what I'll say. Well,
0: yeah, I think it's different because, like, it's her own son as opposed to, like, her daughter's boyfriend.
1: Totally, totally. But even the way that Hiram, like, treats, like, Hermione and Veronica. Yeah. But, yeah, but this is different, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I love it.
0: So what's your power ranking?
1: Gladys at the top. Mm -hmm. Archie. Mm -hmm. Sacrifice no more. Mm -hmm. Jughead. Mm -hmm. FP. Okay. Who's yours? Jughead. Uh huh.
0: The Aromic Path.
1: Okay. Archie. Uh huh. Gladys. Uh huh.
0: But actually, number one I forgot to mention was Vegas.
1: Yes. Number two, Hot Dog
0: honorary number two because he actually fucking showed up even though I understand that like Vegas often isn't there he's there in spirit whereas Hot Dog has just been absent
1: and Hot Dog's my favorite
0: and I understand that but Vegas is number one
1: yeah that's fair that's fair that wasn't me debating that (laughs) who's on your crush list
0: Uh, Jughead, FP, and Reggie
1: mine Reggie and FP Mm -hmm. and then I'm putting them together Choni okay I'm cheating a little bit
0: that's four boobs at once.
1: Yeah, I know. I loved all those boobs. You know me, me and my boobs.
0: I know you love them. So next week's episode. Yeah. Big fun.
1: Which is the name it, of a shirt.
0: Yes. It's it's
1: what's written on a shirt in the movie Heathers.
0: And then it's turned into a song in the musical Heathers.
1: Oh, it is. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: The only song, so the only song I knew from the musical until I looked this up was Fuck Me with a Chainsaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I feel will not end up in the episode.
1: It would be cool if they bleeped, bleeped it and did it.
0: Yeah. They just like went for it Mm -hmm. because it's like, it's the song.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, So might as well do it. Yeah. Do you, okay. What's the over under that we're going to like this episode more or less than the Carrie episode?
0: Okay, so I think we're gonna like it more, but that is—we're still not gonna like it.
1: Okay, cool. Uh, and I, but I do want to say once again, just because I feel like we really picked this episode apart, and I'm happy we did, because I think it's a good thing to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, because it's what we do on this podcast. Yes. But I, I did like this episode. I thought this yeah. episode was good, and I really enjoyed it, and thought it was fun.
0: And I think I will never forget that twelve minus two should be ten, but somehow was still twelve.
1: I, you'll never forget that, and I'll never forget just all those doofy guys coming in in those hoods, like, ready to fight Archie. Like, that was, like, a really good Riverdale moment.
0: Yeah, and it was, like, a bunch of, like, lanky idiots.
1: I know.
0: Like, we're not gonna win. I know. But, like, they all put up, like, a very good fight, and it feels like, so, like, my siblings and I were put into karate because it was, like, clear that we might need help. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And like, it feels like that's maybe what happened with all these kids, is all these parents were like, my kid's a fucking nerd. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I need to make sure they don't get beat up all the time, so I better put them in some fighting classes. Yeah. Like, was going to do with Ricky?
1: That's right.
0: And then, like, it came into play.
1: I could have benefited from some fighting classes.
0: Just didn't, it was, like, very strictly defensive karate. Sure. And then I got a one-fist fight, and I won. But it was a really popular kid, so so everyone said that he won, even though he was the one that left crying.
1: So it was obviously you.
0: Like, I obviously won, because I did not leave crying.
1: No, because you didn't leave Um, crying. Well.
0: No, because he's the one that got punched real hard. Uh,
1: And this is another episode of XOXO River (laughs) Tale. (laughs)
0: <laughs> thank you to Louis Rodowitz.
1: <laughs> our songwriter who wrote our theme song and thank you to Angelie Mercado our wonderful editor yes follow us on uh xoxo river pod on twitter and uh xoxo riverdale pod on uh instagram I think it's something like that yes. right I and
0: think handle for everything
1: yeah and uh facebook follow us there and um, thanks, everybody that's been listening and giving us feedback lately. It's been great chatting with you. Yeah. And we're sorry we didn't spoil the plot hole for the one person that tweeted at us. We hope you enjoy this episode, and we yeah. respect you and love you and love that you're listening. Yeah. Oh, oh. Well, that's been a, it's been a pleasure, Kate. And uh, I'm really looking forward to this musical episode next week. Uh, sure. All right, pals and gals. Uh, we hope to you join us again on another episode of
0: XOXO Riverdale.